When asked about his future with the Chicago Bears, Justin Field mentioned his improvement since the 2022 season and said that everybody in the Chicago Bears organization knows exactly who he is in regards to him coming back and being the QB1 again next season for the Chicago Bears. Jalen Johnson has also done now about face and said that he wants to stay a Chicago Bear, but is it just a negotiation tactic? We're going to talk about all that, all of that, plus dive into the mailbag and talk about Chicago Bears players who could be on the hot seat. We're getting into all that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bears Central, your number one place for all Chicago Bears news and content. What's going on, Bears fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bears Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bears related. I'm the host here, Hayes, but more importantly, you guys can follow the channel at Shy Bears Central on every single social media platform we happen to be on. With that being said, let's go ahead and get into the content for today. So Justin Fields has now adamantly said that everybody in the Chicago Bears building knows who he is and talked about his improvement. They said this. They know. They know. Everybody in the building knows who I am. Like I said, I can control what I control, and that's it when he was asked about his future here with the Chicago Bears. And so in talking about the improvement, what has Justin Fields exactly improved on in his uh, third season now in the NFL? Well, for one, his touchdown percentage has gone up from 5.3 last season to about 6.5 this season. That's a considerable uptick there. Now, it was also 2.6 in 2021, so steady progression there. Again, not the greatest progression, but steady progression there. His yard per pass attempts has gone up to 7.4 up from 7.1 last season, and his completion percentage is the best of his career right now at 62%. And again, that's where where you want uh, Justin Fields to be as far as showing some improvement in his overall game. His passer rating as well is is up from last year, 93.3, up from 85.2 last season. So when it comes down to it, Justin Fields has improved in several areas of the game. His uh, his, uh, interception rate has also gone down, which is exactly what you want to see. His sack uh, percentage has gone down from 14% to 12%. And so at the end of the day, we're starting to see things improve meaningfully for Justin Fields. Uh, uh, A pass success rate, 40% right now in 2023 was 36% as a rookie and 38% last year. So when it comes down to it, Justin Fields is improving in marketed areas uh, of his game. When you look at it now, one of the biggest questions as well is, though, is that improvement enough? Considering where he started from, has he improved enough even though he's shown that improvement? And that's the question that Ryan Poles and Kevin Warren has to ask. When you look at the raw stats of it, Justin Fields has played in 10 games so far this season, down from the 15 last season. He's not even going to finish with the same amount of games played last season. Um, But with that said, out of 295 uh, passing attempts, he's completed on 181 of them. He completed on 192 last season with 318. Considering we still got three games left to play, Justin Fields is going to more than exceed the completion uh, 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 success rate there, but it just depends on how many interceptions come with that. So far, he's thrown eight interceptions, 11 last season. Uh, We'll see how he paced out on that, and he's thrown 14 touchdown uh, uh, passes so far this season. Compare that to 17 last season in 15 games. So Justin Fields is right there around those numbers with areas that were increased. uh, 2,242 yards passing last season. So far, 1,976 yards passing. Considering three games left, I think it's safe to say he's going to pass that even with the most modest of estimates around Justin Fields. But like I said, the biggest question is, is have those areas of improvement been enough? And that's going to be a question for Ryan Poles and Kevin Warren to really answer as they go forward into this offseason with potentially the number one overall pick. Either way, they'll have two top five picks more than likely in this draft, even if the Bears do win out. And so that's the biggest question in this. Now, Justin Fields can say the people in the building know who he is, but 
The fact of the matter is this as well. There may be new people coming into the building. There may be new coaching staff coming into the building, right? So does that change the expectations and the needs and the desires of whatever's at the quarterback position? That's not for me to answer. I'm not answering that here. And while Justin Justin Fields still has areas that he absolutely needs to improve on, and right or wrong, there's a different level of expectation at that quarterback position in the NFL. That just is what it is. When you are a QB1, there's a different level of execution that is expected of you, even with a team that's struggling. And so, uh, like I said, that's up to Kevin Warren and um, and uh, Ryan Poles to really sit there and answer on, has they have they seen enough from Justin Fields? You guys know how I stand on it. I, I, I look at it this way, and I've, it's been this way. Get Marvin Harrison Jr. if you have that number one overall pick. Get, improve your offensive line handily. I don't mean just make a couple of minor improvements and bring in a, a talented rookie. Go out there and spend some money to prove your offensive line. And I think if you do those things, the rest of this offense is kind of in a solid enough place. Center, tackle, depth, get another wide receiver to get an additional weapon in here. And, you know, when we talk about some of the players that are on the hot seat, this may bring all that home. Get Make those things happen. And if you do, that can, that can eliminate any of those other questions around Justin Fields. Again, I know a lot of people, Bobby said it on an episode, talk about resetting the rookie clock. We have another year of a rookie scale deal with Justin Fields, and we could use that fifth-year option before we got to make a decision. Now, that's not to say that Ryan Poles and Kevin Warren may not look at this opportunity to have another another number one overall pick and say they don't want to they don't want to pass on that. But you just never know what's going to happen with this. I know a lot of Bears fans sit on one side of the fence or, or other, and at this point in time, it really feels like there's two different camps. Um, at, 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 with the Chicago Bears fans, you're either a Justin Fields guy or you're not a Justin Fields guy. And sometimes the, the truth is really somewhere in the middle. Justin Fields has more than enough that he needs to improve on as a quarterback. And there's been more than enough questions around the things with them, with the offensive line, other things, coaching, those type of things, to where you can also look at that and say, well, maybe he can improve enough. Now, one thing that I did not get to talk about that I did want to talk about the last time me, C.W., and Bobby were all together, the, the, the front office may also be in a place where they have to make a tough decision in the sense that this defense has improved so much, and it's probably going to improve even further with having a whole season of Montez Sweat. And if you add another uh, really good defensive lineman there with him, at, uh, another edge, right, and improve the other places of people who are who, the young players start progressing more. The one thing that that I think everybody's kind of overlooking, whether which, whichever side you're on is, is that if the Chicago Bears defense becomes good enough to make the Chicago Bears a playoff team, which we've seen in our own history before, is at that point, right, if that happens, are you going to be in a position that you could get a quarterback if you end up deciding that Justin Fields isn't the guy? That's a thing in all this that I think Ryan Poles and Kevin Warren also have to forecast and make sure they're right on because that defense is shooting up. The offense is too, but that defense is looking really, really good. And when it comes down to it, it's this. If this defense improves in the way that we think and it looks like it can and it can be one of those things that almost single-handedly make the Chicago Bears a playoff team and even make them maybe able to win some playoff games, then you're in a situation where it may be tougher to replace Justin if you do eventually decide that he's not the guy. But then at the same time, maybe at that point Justin's good enough, right, at that point where the Bears feel comfortable in whatever they're doing and keep building around that. So, Again, I like to throw out things and talk about things from all sides. I'm still a Justin Fields guy. I'm a draft Marvin Harrison guy. Bring him to this team and prove it. And I think Justin's going to be fine with a better offensive coordinator. But again, there's a questions, and that's one of the biggest questions that I feel like a lot of people aren't talking about is that with what we're seeing, is that is that are you going to be in a position then to maybe replace Justin? Yes, there are guys in every single draft that come up, and that's not to say you can't trade up either, which we know Ryan Poles isn't afraid to do, but then you're spending more assets. So 
it's some questions that Ryan Poles and, and Kevin Warren have to really ask themselves. But another one that they have to ask themselves is if it's time to pay Jalen Johnson. Now, I know the guys dropped an emergency episode yesterday after this news came out. But Jalen Johnson has now come out and said that he wants to stay a Chicago Bear, saying this, I want to stay here. I definitely want to get something done first, but if something doesn't get done, I'm not opposed to go to any other options. I would love to stay here. Jalen Johnson is on his way to a Pro Bowl season. There's no ifs, ands, questions, or buts about it. He has been the best cornerback per pre-FF grade this season in the game of football. And because of that, it may put the Bears in a situation where they have to seriously ask themselves, are we about to pay him? Now, we've talked about things that they can do to kind of ease up some of that financial burden. Demarcus Walker is a player that has that, that the Bears can save four and a half million dollars by waving him if they do need a little extra flexibility in that area. Um, but I think at the end of the day, Jalen Johnson has shown, proved the results are there. He stepped up and gotten interceptions. All those things are there. He's young. He fits the timeline of your core, even though he's been in the NFL for five years. So these are all things that you really want to look at when it comes down to Jalen Johnson. And the Chicago Bears have a tough decision to make. But I think that that's made easier if you just look at his production on the field and ask yourself, are we going to get somebody else in here as good as Jalen Johnson? Now, the question may be that we already do. Maybe they look at Terrell Smith. Maybe they look at Tyreek Stevenson. And they say that these are guys that we think are going to be able to step up if we, aren't, we don't re-sign Jalen Johnson. And why pay him if we already have a built-in replacement? That's not kind of my mindset on it. You guys know how I feel about it. But um, that is something that they can absolutely need to look at as well. And so we'll end up seeing what the tough decision is made on that. I think it's it's not as it's not as easy as some people would like to see. Yes, Jalen Johnson is performing. You cannot take away from that by any stretch of the imagination. But at the same time, you have to ask, is that performance and, the, and what you may have to pay for that performance, is it enough? And that's the question that Bears fans have to, well, the Bears front office has to ask themselves. And I think that, you know, whatever comes of it will be what it's going to be. And that's really what it boils down to. But let me know what you guys think. Here now that Jalen Johnson has done basically an about face, he wants to stay with the Chicago Bears. Does, does, that, does that make you think that they are more likely to get a deal done and maybe a fair deal like that? I've laid it out before. I think about 18, 18 and a half with incentives should be able to get it done. But maybe Jalen Johnson wants upwards of $20 million to put him in the top three paid cornerbacks in the league. And at that point, it's a tough decision that the Chicago Bears front office has to make. An offseason of a lot of tough decisions. But with the tough decisions that got to be made, I want to talk about something that I did talk about over on Bleacher Report, but I want to bring it here because, hey, we're the number one spot. This is the best fan base in the, in the world when it comes to Chicago Bears fans. So I talked about over there Bears players that were on the hot seat this year that could end up being off the roster or traded in the offseason because of the way things are going. And I'm going to talk about that a little bit more briefly here than what I did there. And the first one that I have to talk about is Darnell Mooney. Darnell Mooney is on a, a extreme hot seat, and I would say it's probably at the point where it's hot enough that especially if they go wide receiver in, in the first round of this draft, even maybe in the second round if they trade up, things like that, that Darnell Mooney's all but a goner. When you look at it, since his breakout season in the 2021 season, which if you want to call it that, uh, when he had 81 receptions on 140 targets, he had 1,055 yards and four touchdowns. It's been nothing but downhill in both games played and production since then. Last year, only 12 games played. 40 receptions out of 61 targets, 493 yards with two touchdowns. Um, so solid there, as far, especially with what it is. And then you look at this season, 14 games played, only 29 receptions on 57 targets for 409 yards and one touchdown. It's nothing, it's clear at, when it comes down to this. I still think Darnell Mooney can be a productive player in the NFL level. But I just think when you look at the Chicago Bears and if they do go wide receiver, if they even want to spend money elsewhere, um, 
it, the, the writing may be on the wall that Darnell Mooney's time is here. And the, the thing that you always looked at and that we always talked about is his chemistry with Justin Fields. But I think Justin Fields building that ne- damn near that same chemistry with, with a DJ Moore in one year points to that chemistry can be there with anybody as long as they're good. And that may not be anything to get him in the door anymore. If the Chicago Bears, especially with the extension and having now to pay him real money, if the Bears... Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Look at that and say, we got a young player in Tyler Scott here who's not as good as Darnell Mooney, but if we go out and get a a number two wide receiver, another big-time threat next to DJ Moore, Tyler Scott can be more than enough, and then we have two players on rookie CL deals rather than paying Darnell Mooney. I absolutely think that Darnell Mooney is on the hot seat coming into the season, and I think it's a tough one. It's a tough one that that, that the Bears are going to have to decide on because he's been here. I always love that, and I still think he does have capability kind of more than what some Bears fans are still giving him credit for, but the production, it all comes down to production, and the production on the field at least hasn't been there. Now, the next player I want to talk about is one that's going to be surprising, and that is Khalil Herbert. Now, uh, Khalil Herbert, when you look at it, nine games played so far this season, 347 yards, uh, rushing, no touchdowns. He does have a touchdown receiving, though. But when it comes at it, you got to look at it this way. Deontay Foreman and Roshan Johnson have been playing more snaps, more downs, and have getting a bigger percentage of the, of the runs in that time as well since Khalil Herbert came back from injury. And we already know in the NFL, running backs come a dime a dozen. Ryan Poles has already shown with the David Montgomery decision that he, he thinks he can replace running backs. And you can find another running back late in the fifth round of this draft, potentially, to replace Khalil Herbert if you still want to go young and you don't bring back Deontay Foreman. But I think with the way that Deontay Foreman has played, with the way that they've shown a ability to play Roshan Johnson and a trust there, even in his rookie year, I do think that this could be a year, even though he does have a decent contract, a little over a million dollars, the Bears can save about half of that if they do cut him. I don't think he's a cut candidate, but the Bears may look to trade a running back and get back some more assets. Maybe if they do want to trade back into that draft in, in a mid-round or something like that, they could move Khalil Herbert in that. I do think Khalil is on a hot seat. I think it's evident with the snaps going down. I think it's evident with his productivity going down. I think it's evident when you just look at how they're using it and how Ryan Poles has already looked at running backs. I think it's a hot seat. I don't think it's a hot seat as far as getting cut, but I do think it's a hot seat as far as he may be moved this offseason to make way for some other things and maybe get some more assets depending on how the Bears view it. So at least keep an eye out on that with Khalil Herbert. I know not everybody's going to agree on the Khalil Herbert part of it, but keep an eye out. And then the next one is a player that I've already talked about, Demarcus Walker. When you look at it, when the Bears signed him, he's going to be 30 years old next season. But when the Bears signed him, they were signing a guy coming off a season of having seven sacks, and they wanted him because of his versatility on that defensive line. Uh, but I think a couple of different things complained in DeMarcus Walker being on the hot seat. One, the financial. They can, they can save $4.5 million by potentially waiving him if they get another edge in this draft, especially in, in one of their first-round picks. I think that then at that point you may be looking at, okay, DeMarcus Walker then can still be versatile on inside and out. But then they have the young players in Zach Pickens, Javon Dexter, who you would expect to have a more bigger, larger role for the Chicago Bears next season. They've already signed Andrew Billings to a contract extension as the veteran on that interior defensive line. 
So I do think that depending on what the production is, and we've now heard, I think, uh, as well, that he may be having an injury that could that, that left him out of practice, that could maybe even keep him out a couple of games. I think that when you look at that, the writing may be on the wall there, too, that Demarcus Walker may be on a hot seat over these last three games if that productivity doesn't show up in a major way. But let me know what you guys think on those players that I think may be on the hot seat. We do have some voicemails that I want to get into just because the voicemail back has been so jam-packed. Let's get into this first one. This one's from Donovan. What's going on, Hayes? What's going on, team? It's your boy Donovan, man. I'm going to get right into it. I don't know how many times I've sent the same voicemail, but whichever one y'all get, man, um, I just wanted to say, yeah, this game had to happen. The way I think of it, I'm going to leave the emotions out so I don't take that long. The way I think of it, this game had to happen to let us know just calm down. This hype, we believe in it is a little too much. We still have this coaching staff. They are still our Achilles heel. We've won all these games in spite of them, in fact. And um, that's that's what it comes down to. Like, imagine if we were in win-now mode. Imagine if we were ready to go win a Super Bowl and somehow this coaching staff was still a part of this team and they're doing this shit. They've shown you who they are plenty of times. Don't let them try to mask, you, mask it up with these couple of wins. Because remember, we only beat the damn – Vikings by two with nothing but field goals. This is the same coaching staff that won a game with field goals and refused to kick a field goal. But um, then you got the fucking the Lions. Justin Fields damn near beat them the first time, and then he goes and beats them again. I don't give a fuck about Lou Gessie's opening drives. Those don't impress me anymore. We've seen it plenty of times, and they all ended in losses, well, most of them. Justin Fields, DJ Moore, the, all the players beat these teams. They don't go into the red zone with a competent, competent fucking um, game plan. Otherwise, we'd be more efficient in the red zone. There's no fucking way we're more efficient in the red zone last year than we are this year. That just doesn't make fucking sense. And it's just a testament to what these, these coaches are, are failing to do, bro. They've shown you everything that they needed to show you. If you want to win, you got to go get another coach. Because imagine if we had a Jim Harbaugh or Ben Johnson. We'd be a top team in NFC. We'd be a top team in NFL. We would have beat all them teams. All them 10-point leads, they'd have been about 20-point leads. Don't believe the hype. Joe Flacco had a terrible game. Yet he still threw for 300 yards. Why? Because he throws the ball down the field. Compared to Justin Fields, he throws the ball to the damn sideline all game. Why? Because Lou Getz, he says, throw the ball to the fucking sideline all game. So he's missing zone reads up the middle because it's to the sideline all fucking game. It's simple shit, bro. I'm not no football guru, but you throw three interceptions for 300 yards, it's a reason for that. Bear down, man. The coaching staff, the Achilles heels of the team, yeah. I, I think that's what it boils down to. Yeah, the, the coaching staff is the Achilles heel of this team. When you look at the number of double-digit blown leads, the fact that we tied an NFL record, we may break that. Uh, you, you just never know with this team. But like I've said before, when it comes down to it, they have not shown me enough. Matt Eberflus, they have not shown me enough to say that they adamantly need to stay in But Let's say that every other coaching candidate goes somewhere else. Let's say that the Chicago Bears does, don't can't get the guy that they want. Maybe Mike Tomlin doesn't come. Jim Harbaugh doesn't come. The other coaches got other places they want to go. Maybe he ends up coming back, but you think you would have to make your decision before then? But I look at it and say this. Luke Getze, that seat's just not hot. That seat is scorching on fire. It's damn near down to, to embers. It's time to go. It's time to go for Luke Getze. Matt Eberflus had his, has, had his time where he could try to use the improvement of the defense to try to do some other things, but I think that time has passed as well. I think it is time. This coaching staff has shown and proven that this is who they are. And I know people say, well, we were in a rebuild. We were in a rebuild. What do you mean? We knew that it was going to take time. Yeah, but the expectations have now changed around this team. 
when we when Matt Eberflus was hired in, we knew that uh, Ryan Poles knew every veteran basically with big time money where he was going to trade away or they were going to be gone, which happened. So the expectation is different then. Now you've brought in Montez Sweat. Now that you've seen that you have the bones of a top five defense, you now sign Tremaine Edmonds and TJ Edwards who are dogs. You now have uh, Tyreek Stevenson, Kyler Gordon, and if you re-sign Jalen Johnson and seeing what he's done, you now have the, the, the expectation has changed. And because of the expectation, what you need out of your coaching staff has changed. Matt Eberfuss was a fine rebuild coach. I truly do believe that. But the, the Bears kind of accelerated and they probably further along than an initial four-year run. So I think that the time is done for Matt Eberflus, and that just is what it is. You guys can let me know what you think down below. All right, let's get into this next one. This one's from Kashek. Hey, y'all. What's up? Uh, Mrs. He leaves this message yesterday, but this is an early morning message, so I know I might not make it today. However, you know who this is. This is Kashek, a.k.a. First Lady. Um, say hey to everybody, everybody, all the family, and, you know, make sure y'all are good. Standing in good health. However, I am calling because, you know, one thing I have noticed, well, I I have not called because I had, you know, I'm going to believe in Justin regardless. If Justin's here or anywhere else, I'm a straight, depend, you know, I, I got Justin's back. I know he's going to be great regardless of what anybody say. He's on the road to the elite, and that's my number one stand on that. Um, but I don't like how, you know, people look at other people on this team that have been on this team for a while, like Jalen Johnson, you know, and look at him and be like, oh, well, he's doing better now. He's doing all of these things. He's doing, you know, he's getting his takeaways, basically not all these things. He's just getting his takeaways, you know, and stuff like that. Now he's getting in there, and, you know, first he was missing it, now he's doing it. And this is, what, week 13, 14, he just started doing this with Montez, but it got into the picture, but ain't nobody giving Justin that same type of credit, and I really don't, I don't see how don't nobody see his growth, you know, as, especially since the different game, now we, if you're not looking at his growth, and, but you're, you can look at other people grow, and he's done more and started way before, I'm not understanding the problem here, it's like, people are not using their eyes at all, you know, fans are not using their eyes, people still have this concept, okay, yeah, he does this, he does that, he do that, but he makes things happen, you know, so he still, he has a weakness, but he still has his strength, and I feel like his strength outweighs any weakness he has, you know, so beyond that point, you know what I'm saying, I just don't understand how people don't give him his, his credit, you know, they just don't do that, you know, he's a great player, He's a great performer. And then on top of that, everybody's like, oh, well, now y'all got to pay him. He can pay him. Okay, but y'all still got confused about how you going to pay Justin. You know, that doesn't make no sense either. You know, if you looking at the growth of what he just did in these last four weeks or three weeks, then why are you not giving Justin that same accord? Why are you not looking at him in that same position? You know, because he, he didn't went out his way. He didn't did. He's, he's making, oh, he can't throw, but now he. Great points here, talking about Montez Sweat and Jalen Johnson's growth since Montez came because, again, the pass rush is directly related to how much success the pass coverage has and vice versa. They work in a symbiotic relationship. And because of that, yeah, Jalen Johnson has looked even better since Montez Sweat has come here. And then you look at Justin Field and the growth that he has. He, ha he has had tremendous growth. But the reason why it's not looked at the same is because there's a different standard for quarterbacks. It just is what it is. I'm not saying that I agree with it. 
but it's a thing that's been here for football and it will be here for football long after we're all dead and gone. It's The sport is always going to have a different standard for quarterbacks and what they do and how it's tied to, to team success or losing. It just is. Success or failure, I should say. Um, and that's what it comes down to. But all great points made by Cachet there. And I think when it comes down to it, you have to trust that Kevin Warren and Ryan Poles are looking at the totality of it. They're looking at how Justin Fields has progressed. And if he's progressed in the way that they need him to, he'll still be here. If not, I guess we'll end up seeing what that comes down to. But that's my thoughts on it. Great voicemail from Cache. I'll tell you guys how to get your voicemails in here in a second. Make sure you're following the show at Shy Bear Central. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns. ChicagoBearCentral at gmail.com. And then lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail, the number to do so, 773-242-9336. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bears related, thanks to you guys. And like I liked in every episode on, Chi-Town up, but bear down. Love you guys. Peace, y'all. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Media.